Mooney. Shoveled over to Moody. Moody drives in, kicked it out to the corner. Toscano Anderson won't shoot, dribbles it back. Moody relocates, right corner. Good! Moses Moody knocks down another one, and there's his first 20-point game as a pro. This is the Golden State Warriors podcast. And now your host, the voice of the Warriors, at Warriors Vox, Tim Roy. Welcome back to the Warriors podcast. I'm Tim Roy. Glad to have you on board. And today we're going to talk to one of the Warriors' young players, Moses Moody, rookie from Arkansas, who recently had a career-high 20-point outing. Join me to talk about his life in basketball as a high school player, AAU, and also in college, playing for former Warriors head coach Eric Musselman and the advice he got from Muss on how to get ready for the NBA. It's all coming your way in just a couple of moments. Warriors on the winning streak right now. They're meshing together. Clay Thompson is looking like Clay Thompson of old. Stephen Curry is out of his shooting slump. And the Warriors are scoring points in bunches yet again. They're looking like the Warriors of old. And obviously, I guess the, the one thing you would say is they got to get healthy. Uh, Draymond Green still on the mend and will be for the next couple of weeks, so hopefully he'll return in fine form when the Warriors gear up for the playoffs following the All-Star break. And, and let's face it, after the break, there's only about 20-something games left. It's going to be quick to the playoffs, so the Warriors have some work to do to get ready for that. What's helping the Warriors play at an incredible high level right now, despite the fact they haven't had Andre Iguodala for a number of games and Draymond Green, who's been out for a few weeks, is strength in numbers, their depth, and Moses Moody displays a calm, NBA-like attitude on the floor. And we start the conversation with Moses by asking about his rookie year. It's always an adjustment when a young man comes to the NBA. Give me your, give me your thoughts right now. You're, you're over halfway through your first NBA season. You know, you've now played, you know, uh, a lot more games than, than, say, you did in college at this point or have been around for that many games. Tell, tell me what it's like for you and, and, and the experience to date. Um, right now, I feel like the season has moved a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, I mean, I didn't, it doesn't even feel like I'm with this far in. Uh, just around new face experiences, it's all new right now. So time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it, it does, and and uh, I would imagine that when you're uh, on the floor and you're playing alongside guys like Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson, that's got to be a lot of fun for a young player. Yeah, it is fun, and they make the game a lot easier. So um, when, when you're when you're when I'm out there with Steph, when Steph to Clay and Wiggs, they gonna I'm, I'm I got a lot of open shots. You know, it's it's a lot easier to play with them. It's a lot of fun to play with them. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, play period, especially with that being my number one priority. All I really got to do. So it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. What was it like for you guys the game recently in San Antonio? And I, I can't tell you as a broadcaster how much fun it was to broadcast that game. Talk about that game and, and what was it like for you guys to get that win? Yeah, it was big. It was a big win. It showed a lot of resilience. Us younger guys, us, us guys uh, sticking together. Um, even throughout the beginning of the game, just going into that game knowing that we don't have a lot of guys on our roster and we haven't played as much together. Um, and it just showing that resilience from tip, uh, keeping it, keeping the game close, being able to push through and uh, come out with the win. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would imagine, too, that, that you know you were kind of relaxed in that game because of the fact that you guys knew this was it. We have nine guys and, and everybody's got to get a chance to play in this game and, and you're going to get some minutes. There had to be at least – you know, the no pressure on that game because of the fact that you guys were going in when 
and knowing that you were going to play a lot of minutes? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind of depends on how the situation. Yeah, you know, going in, it could be pressure knowing that you don't have those guys and we're, us being competitors, we're not okay with losing. So knowing that we're kind of short staffed and going and going into San Antonio away game and, you know, forcing ourselves to uh, come out with the win. So, you know, pressure is only motivation to perform. So not, not in the negative way. Uh, but at the same time, it was a free swing. Uh, we were expected to lose. We weren't supposed to win, figuratively speaking. But um, so that, that, that did cause and make us to be more relaxed and allow the game to be more fun and fluid. Where did you get that line about pressure? Who who told that one to you? Who who taught that to you? Uh, yeah, I, I probably came up with it. I probably heard it from my from between my dad, my uncle, or somebody. That's a good line. So um, what people didn't realize about you in that game, too, that you were old school. You played three games in three consecutive nights. That was that, – you know, that, hasn't, that hasn't been done too often in recent years. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it, it was a journey. Uh, it, there were three different, three different cities, too. So I was just traveling on the road, uh, going into the next game. It had a, had a little AAU feel. It took me back a little bit. Yeah, wow. That's right. Now that uh, the two games upcoming in Oklahoma City and Utah, that'll be six games, six different cities for you. That's hard to do. So, um, give give me a little bit about your background, and uh, tell me tell me a little bit about your your journey, and and when did you start to realize, you know, that you were a player that that had a chance to get to the NBA? When when was that moment for you? Um, I've answered this question differently a couple of different times, but I will probably say around the seventh grade, um, because before that point, I went to I went to East Stem. It was a public charter school, so we didn't really play against like the top players in the state, top players around. So I knew I was good because I played AAU, but it really wasn't solidified on the public school stage because that's what it is in Little Rock Public School is where the best players are. And then when I left and went to Horace Mann, uh, which was a public school. We we uh, we ran the city. We didn't lose a game. My team didn't. I, I started playing up with the eighth grade team, starting on that team. So that was a big move, especially being me being the new kid and just coming through doing that. Um, and then that year, I also got invited to the Pangos camp out in L.A. And uh, you know that's where uh, Jalen, JG, uh, Josh, a, a lot of those uh, guys are in, in the league now. They were all out there on that West Coast camp. Uh, Evan Mobley. So it was a lot of fun going to compete and play against those guys on a national scale because that was my first time really doing an event like that. But that's kind of when I knew that I was I was a little bit different than the guys around me back home. So that kind of put me on the right track. But I didn't really actually physically know that I was that how close the NBA was until I got to college, and other people started to say it. Well, you had to have at least an idea of playing for Mount Verde because. I mean, you guys, Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Dayron Sharp, yourself. I mean, that's just not fair. <laughs> that's just not yeah. fair. <laughs> that, team, that team was definitely special. Uh, our relationship, uh, we, and that's just the that, – that was just us, the ones that's in the league now, but we still had Caleb Houston, Dereek Whitehead, Langston Love, um, Ryan Nimhart. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a stacked team. We had a lot of fun that year. Zeb Jackson. We were just a really good team, and then competing against each other every day 
Coach Boyle was crazy. So we 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 in there picking up full court, one on one, full court, two on two on game days. So it was just constant competition every day, all day, playing against the best players in the country. So that that couldn't do anything but mold great players. So you go to Arkansas and you you play for Eric Musselman, former Warriors head coach. I know Mus well, and and I know what kind of a guy he is, how intense he is. What did he tell you? Uh, to get you ready for the NBA? Um, our practices was kind of structured to uh, similar to NBA style. So that was a big thing that I feel like I didn't really realize until I got to the NBA, how beneficial that was. But another thing he told me in the beginning of the year was to focus on rebounding, to add that and make that be another thing that that attracts the NBA or people can talk about other than shooting and uh, offensive side. Uh, just just focus on getting on the rebounds because he saw that I could do it with my length and uh, I got a good eye for the ball. So so that was something that really elevated my game that he contributed to. Yeah, Jay Billis, uh, I think it was quoted on draft night that your arms go forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, getting getting back to to Mus, you know, the, it's it's interesting uh, to watch you know, a guy coach like that because he is – he puts his whole heart and soul almost into every possession. You know, what did you – did you pick up on that and, and, and what was it like playing for him? Yeah, it was it was fun just him being that passionate because, you know, they often say a team takes on the personality of their coach. Uh, so I feel like that was the case in times. Um, me, me, I'm more of a, like, mild-mannered type of guy. But, you know, in the bas- when I'm in the basketball game, I'm locked in. I'm going for everything and trying to come out with the win. So, you know, he's kind of – we got the same mentality, just opposite approaches to it. So that was that was good for us. You know, that's the opposites to track. And um, having that having that dynamic between us two, it, w- it was good for the team, I feel like. And there's Cause no – Because you know, going to a huddle and, you know, he's hyped. It's the fourth quarter. Uh, we, we, down, we down five. He – Writing up plays, it's, it's real dramatic. But then me, on the other hand, I got that same intensity, but it's like, all right, calm down, keep our composure, let's do it. So just that that mix in the in the locker room, which I feel like was beneficial for the team. Yeah, it really, you can tell that the, the, he's kind of helped you along in that way. But I, th- I just think that having that experience had paid off for you. And there are certain coaches I know when I, when I see a player come to the league and he's played for a certain coach, I know if they're ready to play in, in the NBA. And I get that feeling with Muss, and especially in Arkansas. He's going to get a great caliber of player there. Uh, you know, draft night, how much feedback, blowback, whatever, did you get on Kendrick Perkins somehow, which I still can't believe, somehow not being able to pronounce your name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got plenty of it. I got plenty of it. People sitting talking about it. I still get jokes about it to this day. Matter of fact, I think JP, was uh, he was wearing the shirt, the, the the shirt that they made. He was wearing that around the gym today. <laughs> you can't get away from that. This is, uh, oh, there, there are worse things to be known for, that put that way. You know, that's uh, – yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very – now we came into the league together. Yep. Uh, let's let's uh let's talk about right now. What what is the coaching staff done for you? What have they challenged you on? You know, get, give me an idea of what they've been saying to you as the year has progressed. Patience is the main thing that everybody's been preaching. Um, Jamal has been a guy that's really been right there in my face every day. Um, and we we got like the, a similar approach to the game, so he's a guy that I can really talk to about anything. 
uh, pertaining to this team and basketball and my situation. So he's been helping me get through it. It's not, it's, it, and I, and it hasn't been hard on me mentally. I feel like, uh, because there's positives to any situation. Uh, I mean, I haven't been playing as much as I want to as I as I could on a on a team that's not as good. But on this team, I get a lot of benefits playing playing and being around these guys, being around these vets. Um, I I can sit up and pick up a lot of small different things from different guys, which I have. And I feel like have been a big part of my success that I've had as of late. And that is going to propel me to have a better, better future than I would if I was playing 30 minutes a night on a, on a team, not learning these things that I am. What has playing for Santa Cruz done for your confidence and for your game this year? Yeah, I feel like it's done a lot. It's done a lot for me, especially since I haven't been getting that many minutes um, with Golden State. So it's reps, it's the opportunity to play. And I feel like when I do play at Santa Cruz, it's not as much pressure. It's more like I can go out there, be free, have fun, and play like I did back at home. So, so, that's, so that's, been, that's been good. And uh, I'm able to work on different things that I'm not able to work on in Golden State games because I have to, you know, figure out my niche, figure, figure, figure out my role and kind of stick to that. And right now, before I before I kind of you know grow and expand my game, but um, that's the place for me to experiment, have fun, and figure things out, and work through small things. Say, so say I got an idea or something that I want to try. That's the place that I can try it out. What's the experience been like for your your family and friends? Because they're all a part of this too, and I think people f- sometimes forget that that when you get to the NBA, your family gets to the NBA as well. What's that experience been like for them? It's been great. It's been great. Um, first, congrats to my brother. He just graduated college yesterday. Nice. Um, Where at? Yeah. He goes. He went to Full Sail University, it's a film school in Orlando. And uh, and I actually got the opportunity to go out there yesterday. Now we had an off day, so I flew out there, and my whole a lot of my family was out there. So that was really good to be around them to really see them because I haven't seen them since since the draft. So. Like I said, everybody's life has changed. I got my little cousin. He be calling me, FaceTiming me. They with his whole class behind him. He answered the phone talking about, I told you so. And he's like, he, he's like, he the man on them. Uh, it's, 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 it, was real, it was really good to see those, see, see their faces, be around them, hang out, because uh, I didn't even realize how much I missed them. That's great. That's great. So your your uh, your little brother's gonna go into to uh, he's gonna be a what a director? Or, uh... Yeah, it's my older brother. Older he, brother. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he he's he really he he's um right now he's still learning and figuring things out, but he's got he's got the ability to do pretty much everything since he's been at school. He's been venturing off and exploring and and learning everything. So he can he's doing directing, producing, uh, writing, acting. He he's been a jack of all trades. Did I read correctly that you wanted to be a lawyer at one point? <laughs> um, no, that wasn't that. <laughs> That kind of got misconstrued. I was saying when I was younger, I didn't like the fact that everybody around me, when you asked of my demographic, they all said they want to be NBA player or they want to go to the NFL. Uh, so I kind of now other things to say. Not I didn't really pursue them as much as much. I just wanted I just said different things so I didn't sound like everybody else. And a lawyer, a judge, those those are all things that I said. Okay, well, you wanted to stick out in the crowd, which is good. Which is good. Be your be your own man. Um, I, I, not I, as much as not as not blend in, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah. There, there are those of us, though, who uh, who uh, had to realize at an earlier age that they weren't going to the NBA. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know. but, but hey, you know, if you had told me when I was playing high school ball and, and for a very small school in Connecticut, if you told me that I'd be around this league for over 30 years, I would say, sign me up. I don't care what the job is, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's a blessing to be in this league. Um, yeah. The so you know you're a rookie you're 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 traveling around you're getting to different cities and and you're playing against guys that maybe you know you never dreamed you would play against you know has there been a you know the welcome to the NBA moment for you? Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say I have. I'm not I'm not very I'm not like amazed to be playing against. A lot of these guys, just because when I'm in that when I'm in that zone, when I'm in that game, I'm locked in, and that doesn't really matter to me. But I, I'm I'm sure looking back, I'll have a lot of different moments throughout the year that was like, wow, I did that. But right now, I'm so locked in, I feel like I'm supposed to be here. So uh, that competitor in me won't really allow me to look at look at anybody like that while I'm out there. I wish we played the Celtics a week before Joe Johnson signed a 10 day contract. So if I was able to go out there and play against Joe Johnson, that would have been, that would have been big for me. Hey, ISO Joe, you know. Frank <laughs> Arkansas. Yep. So the that would have been a great moment for you. Uh, we yeah. actually, actually, uh, for years we had uh, Sidney Moncrief was here as an assistant coach for years as well. Uh, great player okay. in the history of Arkansas basketball. So. Uh, Moments happen uh, sometimes, and and you were you know uh, around with Clay Thompson coming back. That had to be kind of fun. Yeah, it definitely was behind the scenes. Um, you know, it, it, with so many questions, everybody that spotlights on him is Clay Day. Everybody asking him being able to keep his composure and go out there and perform. Um, and you know, me, I'm the guy that's been having to play against him for the last three months before he can, before he was able to come back. So I know what he can do. I know he, I know how good he is, how good he still is. And that was, it was good to be behind the scenes during that time and experience that. Well, as we say with Clay, it just takes one, just takes one make, and then for the next ten minutes, he's the baddest guy on the planet. You can't stop him. It's it's crazy. Have you have you thought about the fact that you're in your rookie year and 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 you're going to be heading toward the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, that's that's another experience that comes along with this journey that I'm having. Like I was saying, I wouldn't sacrifice it to be playing more minutes on another team because I'm getting, I'm being able to go through this year and gain knowledge, gain experiences, and learn all of this um, from from the backseat. So that's even that's even easier. I wouldn't if I was if I was driving the car, then I wouldn't really notice all the things that's going on. I, I would just be so focused on playing, but right now I'm able to pay attention, listen, learn, and figure everything out. And I'm again, and hopefully I get a ride all the way to the uh, all the way to the finals to to just gain all that knowledge and experience. Well, there's no question you've come to at the right time and and to the right place to learn. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that roster that can help you in your NBA career, which I think is going to be a very long NBA career. Uh, we are thrilled to have you. Uh, as a Golden State Warrior and know that there are, are good times ahead for Moses Moody as a Warrior. So thank you for the chat today, and uh, congratulations on uh, a start to your NBA career, and I look forward to being able to broadcast some of your uh, great moments in years to come. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate that. My thanks to Moses Moody. I look forward to watching him grow into an NBA veteran, and I think he's got a nice career ahead of him.
As you know, we're celebrating 75 years, 75 stars on Warriors Radio. And recently, we looked back at one of our favorites, Leandro Barbosa. It's time for 75 years, 75 stars, as we celebrate 75 years of Warriors basketball in the NBA. Tonight, it's Leandrino, Leandro Barbosa. Barbosa, who was originally drafted by San Antonio, but began his career as a Phoenix Sun. Those Suns who would scorch the dubs in his first stint there from 2003 through 2010. Moore went to the Stoudemire, turnover, fry to Nash, to Barbosa, Barbosa layup, good, and he got fouled. Asimuth with a silly foul from behind. His career would take a turn in four years going from Toronto to Indiana to Boston and back to Phoenix. In the summer of 2014, the Warriors were looking to add depth, and they signed Barbosa, a fact that pleased a new head coach, Steve Kerr. Everybody says they want to run, but, but they've got to do it, and it has to be a mentality, and it has to be the whole team. You know, the bigs have to run, you know, rim run, uh, first big down, get to, the, get to the front of the rim, beat your man down, and that kind of sets the tone, and, and the wings have to want to get out and and score before before the defense sets up, but it's a mentality. It's one of the reasons I'm thrilled that Barbosa is here because that's his mentality every time, um, and we got to get other guys thinking the same way. And that speed, combined with shooting and smarts, was a perfect complement to what the Warriors already had. Past the corner, Barbosa's open heel fire. It's up and good. A quarter three for Barbosa, and the Warriors have tied their franchise record and the NBA record with their 20th three of the game. Here comes Jefferson, spins away from Barbosa, lost the ball, Livingston, he'll lead Barbosa on another breakaway, and Barbosa scores again. He is now 10 for 10 in the finals. But it wasn't just his offense. Warriors assistant coach Ron Adams said he bought in on the other side of the ball as well. One example that always jumps out uh, to me is uh, Leandro. He's become a really fine defensive player a player who plays with great pop, you know, great juice, great effort, has really internalized that part of the game, and it's really delightful to see that because he's an older veteran player. Leandro would set the tone during the 2014-2015 season. A Warriors battle cry emerged, one that Leandro uttered in a post-game interview. We're going to be championship. And Golden State, helped by his stellar play off the bench, would go on to win that championship. Dribble handoff to Barbosa. He'll circle, gets to the paint, down the lane, underhand scoop. Good for Leandro. Leandro has 11, and the Warriors lead by five. It would be an impactful two years with the Warriors for Leandro, and he helped to find the way the Warriors like to play. How much fun is it to play on a team where the ball moves the way it moves the Warriors? That's the main thing, you know. There's no selfish on the team, you know. Nobody wanted to show up, of course. Clay, Draymond, and uh, and uh, and Curry—they they are the guys that most gonna have the shots, you know. And we we work for that happen, you know. But other than that, we still moving the ball like crazy, you know. It's like pleasure for each each one of us, you know, to move the ball and make the game pretty, you know. And the game will be pretty as we move the ball, you know. Nice things happening as we do that. So uh, we having fun. They call soccer the beautiful game, but I, I, I would beg to, to argue that if you watch the Warriors play night in and night out, it can't be a beautiful game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's not that we're trying to make the game beautiful. It's just happening, you know. It's just 
you know, focus, mentality, experience, and, and many years, not many years, but long enough to be knowing each other, you know. So I think it's a good, good point, you know. We have the chemistry and we know each other. We know what everybody likes to do and everything. And on the court, in the same situation. After a year in Phoenix and two years in his native Brazil, Barbosa will retire. 14 years in the NBA, averaging just over 10 a night. In his years with the Warriors, he put up just shy of seven points per game. However, it was more than just numbers where Barbosa would contribute. His spirit, his smile, those intangibles were every bit as valuable. That's why Golden State has brought him back as a player development coach. Here's Draymond Green. Just having his presence around has been amazing. I mean, it'll always bring good energy, uh, brings a different perspective as a player who just, just now finishing, you know, to kind of have that experience that he has uh, just back around, kind of pointing out the things that he sees. You know, it definitely makes a difference, and it's been great having him back. A key component to the Warriors' first title in 40 years. 75 years, 75 stars, Leandro Barbosa. This has been 75 years, 75 stars. I'm Tim Roy. Spread the word about the Warriors podcast wherever you listen to, to your podcast. Tell your family, tell your friends. I would say telephone, but that might be dating me just a little bit. And we would appreciate whatever feedback you want to give to us on the podcast and maybe guests you would like to see on it. You can hit me up on Twitter at WarriorsVox. It's Warriors V-O-X. Thanks to James Kincaid for putting this together. And as always, thanks to the Grand Poobah of Warriors Audio. And that is R.C. Davis. I'm Tim Roy, and this has been the Warriors Podcast.